Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here, part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. As I'm speaking to you today, I'm still... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Still doing some of the graphics. And why am I still doing some of the graphics? Because as usual, things come in, I get late. And I must admit that I enjoyed watching the tribute, uh, the service, the tribute to uh, First Lady uh, Carter. I, uh, again, I always loved the Carters. I always thought that the Carters were a very, very good representation of where we want to, where we want uh, people to be. Uh, These guys didn't only talk the talk. They walked the walk. I have been a donor to Habitat for Humanity for a long time, the Carter Center for a long time, because again, of the work that they do. They put their money where their head, uh, they put their their money word or their mouth word, whatever you know what to say, you know what that saying is. Uh, they are doing the right thing, and we commend them for who they are and what they have done. But anyhow, as I continue to build my graphics for the show, I want to welcome aboard Bridge MCP is in the house. How you doing, my beautiful Bridge? We also have Yvette Avery Herod, our beautiful Yvette. How are you doing? Yvette, I trust all is well with you. How is that new uh, that new contract with the UPS working out for you? Have you seen some improvements? Have you seen, have, and, and you know, one of the major improvements is how is that cash flow? I hope uh, the people are uh, have actually been able to materially see that, yes, in fact, the unions are working for us and what we bargain for. We got. I hope that is the case. Let me know if that's the case. I'm, I'm, I'm eager. I'm eager to find out. Anyhow, additionally, with us is Eric Hayes. Brother Eric Hayes is in the house. May Wood is in the house. AVQ El Senor Rudnin is in the house. He played hooky yesterday because he said he was very busy, and I thought, you know, there are times he said he's going to play hooky. But he still sticks around and we still see him lurking and sending us messages. We missed you yesterday, brother AVQ. Rudnan, where were you? We missed you. We missed you. We missed you. Anyway, I have a whole, I got three specific videos for you today. And um, I'm queuing them up as we speak because, like I said, you know how it goes, folks. You get you get started late, etc. Melanie Keelan is in the house. From Barcelona, Spain. Yep. Hunter Biden agrees to testify before the GOP led. Yeah, and I heard they made a fool of themselves as they didn't know what to do when Biden said, you want me? You want me? You got me. And I heard, well, I haven't read the entire story yet. I've got to read the story, but um, let me finish queuing some of this stuff up for you guys. Uh, Chris Hayes. And the other one I want to queue up here is the one from uh, Alex Wagner, my girl, Alex Wagner. Okay, 
I think I got everything queued up now. I am ready to go. Let me save. I'll be here every Tuesday through Friday, says Rudnan. All right, let's get busy. Uh, Eric Hay says, outside of the White House, uh, the Carters were great. Bridge FCP says, it was very sad watching Jimmy Carter lay there. I know. It seems like he wasn't even collective, right? Did I? I tried. I blew up my TV and took a look to see if I could see his face. It looked to me like he was sleeping. Is that what you saw, Bridge? I thought he was sleeping, you know. You know, he's he's in hospice as well. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bree says, Hunter Biden agrees to testify before GOP-led House Oversight Committee. Yes. Uh, we also have from, let's see, anything else that I need to read? Okay. Here's what I'm going to do, folks. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to play. Uh, you know, Netanyahu is a creep. Let me just say that. I repeat, Netanyahu is a creep. Uh, and, you know, years ago, he said he can get the United States to do anything he wants the United States to do. First, I want you to listen to Rula Jabril. Rula Jabril is a woman I interviewed several years ago. And on yet during, the, I think it was during the Antifada that I in, interviewed her um, at KPFT. And here she is her, uh, she does an interview on MSNBC, and she pretty much says it like it is. What really has to occur if we want a solution to the Palestinian issue? And what I want you to do is listen to this woman. She is a Palestinian, and uh, I'm sorry, she's a is she's an Israeli. She's an Israeli. She now lives, I think, in France. But check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Israeli and foreign policy analyst uh, Rula Jabril. I interviewed her several years ago. Uh, this is one smart woman who really understands foreign policy. She's an Israeli. She points out what the solution is to solve the Palestinian-Israeli issue. The problem is right now is that with Netanyahu in power, it's an impossibility. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has said that Israel does not want to occupy or govern Gaza, but it sounds like that could be the plan with the Israeli leader refusing to let Palestinians govern Gaza once this war ends. I think that the only force right now that can guarantee that Hamas, that uh, uh, terrorism is not does not reappear and uh, take over Gaza again is the Israeli military. As far as the civilian management of Gaza, we need to see uh, the following two things. Gaza has to be demilitarized and Gaza has to be de-radicalized. Mm -hmm. And I think so far we haven't seen any uh, Palestinian force, uh, including the Palestinian Authority, that is able to do it. All right. Joining us now, award-winning Palestinian-Israeli journalist and foreign policy analyst, uh, Rula Jabril, to talk more um, about this. So we essentially just heard the prime minister saying indefinitely they want to secure Gaza after this war is over, whenever that end comes. They have no confidence in the PA. They have no confidence in Mahmoud Abbas, despite the fact that Secretary of State met with and shook hands with in Ramallah with Mahmoud Abbas just over 10 days or so um, ago. What do you make of that? To me, that sounds like a reoccupation of Gaza. It is a reoccupation of Gaza, but there's been 
Bibi Netanyahu's policies, not only for Gaza, mm. even for the West Bank, the occupied territories, and for East Jerusalem. This has been his policy, his stated policy for decades. When he, even when he talked off video and on video about what's his policy and strategy for the West Bank, he always said Israel will over, will always oversee militarily. Mm-hmm the West Bank. And so basically he's talking about reoccupying. We have videos of soldiers saying resettlements. We have ministers from this government, the most far right government in the history of Israel saying, you know, we need ethnically cleansed Palestinians, minister after minister saying we need a second Nakba. They're implementing their coveted strategy. And it is astonishing that the only people who doesn't hear what he's saying is the Biden administration and Bibi Netanyahu himself, you know, one of the things well, that we forget. Do you think they hearing it or it's just putting them in a very difficult position and they're unsure they how to approach it as of yet? Because we have heard the president repeatedly say he wants a two-state solution. The secretary of state did meet with Mahmoud Abbas. They wanted the PA to be a part of the governing of Gaza after this conflict um, is over. They have reiterated that. And it was just over the weekend Right. The prime minister came out and said, in fact, well, there's Israel one thing will, will is essentially secure Gaza. So there's one thing about saying things and another thing is about doing them. The world, especially the global South, believe in facts, not words. The administration actually vetoed, voted against a resolution two days after President Biden talked about two state solution that uh, hold Israel accountable when it comes or end Israel's colonization of the West Bank and stop the settlements. So you cannot have it both ways. You can say, I am pro to state solution and undermine every diplomatic effort to stop the settlements. That is the major obstacle to a two state solution. Bibi Netanyahu was the man that 30 years ago went to the streets and lobbied against another prime minister who talked to the Palestinians. It's Haq Rabin. He's the one that led the chant, never, never concede any territory. He's the one that in a famous demonstration against Yitzhak Rabin, who deployed two policies, fighting extremism while negotiating and conceding territories. He's considered a traitor, Yitzhak Rabin, today because simply he talked to the Palestinian and tried, not on a perfect deal, the Oslo Agreement, but tried to talk to the Palestinians and do something beyond a military option. What he's offering is only military option. There are many Israelis, there are Israeli analysts, former um, members of the Israeli government. I just spoke with Ambassador Elon Pincus, who believes uh, Netanyahu needs to go. Um, Israel cannot go forward with uh, Netanyahu as leader of that country. All that being said, though, um, there is also this overarching belief that Hamas needs to go. They can no longer govern Gaza after what they did on October 7th. So what then is this? Who should be governing Gaza after this conflict is over in the eyes of the Palestinians? Look, there's multiple solutions, but the, the most important one is to look at America's experience in the war on terror. We cited what, you know, what, what the United States is doing today is putting on the table only one option. It's a limited military option. However, we remember in Iraq, you had hundreds of terrorist attacks a day. I was there as a correspondent yeah. on multiple occasions. And the only one, the only time we ended these kind of attacks is when you put on place a policy that end subjugations of the Sunni, of the Iraqi Sunni. If you don't have that policy in place, which ending the subjugation of the Palestinian, giving them freedom, you will have another Hamas in place. Exactly. The Israelis understand that. In 1993, when they invaded Lebanon. the policy Lebanon, would be instituted by whom? The policy will have to be an international policy yeah. that be put in place. You had that in Lebanon in 2006 
after the war between Hezbollah and, and, and Israel, what happened? You have an international body, the UNIFIL peace mission that was put in place and guaranteed that never be a full-blown war between Hezbollah and, and, and Israel. You have similar, you know, arrangement around the world. You had that kind of arrangement that General Petraeus himself put in Iraq that ended basically Al-Qaeda in Iraq and the attack went from 100 to zero within months. So without a political option on the table and ending Palestinian job subjugation and giving them freedom, I fear that we will be only planning for the second war and the second war and the second Hamas. I mean, that's what about those are the only things. war extending beyond the borders of Gaza and Israel because Hamas is now is now essentially threatening. And as we just talked to Courtney Cuby as well, yes. what is happening between these proxy wars, right? The Iran-backed militias. Um, you also have essentially Hamas threatening. Hezbollah will fully enter the war um, if Hamas is eradicated from, from Gaza. What do you make of that? Look, uh, Nasrallah spoke clearly and he spoke about not wanting to be involved, but he said at something that time. About, at that time. But also he said the target is the, is the United States around the region and around, around the world. The fact that President Biden gave Israel $14 billion without conditionality, without even, com, you know, complying with international law or America's law, the Leahy law that suggests that nobody should use that weapon to commit war crimes or violate human rights. The fact that there is no red line on how to use weapons, the fact that they are bombing hospitals and shelters and refugee camps, which President Biden called when Putin did that, called it a war crime. And in this case, they're basically ignoring it. Oh, we are not going to judge. Well, your role is actually to judge and to to make sure that they are so complying you think with it's international time the administration law. changes policy when it comes to Israel. Not only to Israel, it's to save America's standing in the world, to save President Biden's legacy, and also the whole idea of rule-based international order, and not to jeopardize America's national security. Because what's at stake today is not only the survival of Palestinians in Gaza or Israel's security, but also America's. How should Israelis though reconcile the fourteen, the twelve hundred? The number has now been adjusted. The twelve hundred Israelis that they lost in this terrorist attack on October seventh. How do they reconcile that? It is a horrific attack. And it is an atrocity and it's a war crime. And people who committed those war crimes need to be brought to justice. No doubt about that. Nobody is questioning that. What you're questioning is what can we do to prevent other attacks like this from ever happening again? Yeah. And the only way to prevent that is to listen to the security apparatus who are telling us for a year, there's no military solution. There's only a political option to end this conflict. It's a political, it's a political conflict. You cannot end it militarily. You cannot kill an ideology. What you can do is address the underlying questions that feed these ideologies. Killing 12,000 Palestinians actually strengthens that ideology. Netanyahu did absolutely everything to avoid a two-state solution, including allowing the funding of Hamas to continue so that the Palestinian Authority could not come into power in Gaza. So if you really want to throw some blame as to why, how a terrorist organization like Hamas was successful in, in coming into Israel and killing 12, 1,200 people, look directly at Netanyahu who did not protect his people. And he did not protect his people because he emboldened and strengthened Hamas. So says Haratz, one of the major newspapers in Israel. Let's not, let's not miss, get, allow them to steer us anywhere else. That the reason that 
uh, Israel must decimate uh, uh, Gaza, murdering over 15,000 innocent civilians. It's because of what Hamas did. Well, if you're going to start assigning complicity, you better start assigning it starting directly from uh, Bibi Netanyahu. That is one of the people right now holding that entire region hostage. Absolutely so. And, and what I want to do is I want to bring something on the screen, but I don't. I, it seems like our screen is having that, that issue with it blinking again, which I don't understand what it is. Let me go ahead and bring it up and see if it changes it when it uh, will stop the blink. Let's see. All right. Uh, there goes our blinking screen, but you know what? I'm going to deal with it and and still read it from from the screen. Uh, here's the deal, Netanyahu. This is remember. Understand what Rula Jabril said. The only solution is negotiation. It's a political solution. It's a two state solution. That's what we're talking about, right? Because again. People say, you know, I see in, in, in the messages, Lee Grant says, oh, Palestinians governed since 2005. How did that go? No, they didn't govern through 2005 at all. Let's understand what, uh, what uh, governance in Palestine, in, in Gaza and the West Bank means. It means that you have no control over your borders. It means that you could not import at will. It meant that you could not defend yourself at will. It meant that everything needed to pass through Israel. It meant that your water was controlled. Your electricity was controlled. They didn't govern Gaza. Don't ever sit down and think that because you have municipal government, that somehow that made you a governing entity. It's a lie that that uh, that Israel has always put out there that somehow this occupied territory had some real, real form of self-governance. That was never the case. So you can't talk about there being governance when these folks were under the uh, their their under the boots, their necks were under the boots of Israel. People say, well, you know, they, uh, Clinton gave the option to Palestine to, for a two-state solution back in his day, 1999 or something like that, and, and, and Palestine rejected it. Of course they rejected it. Who controlled the mineral resources of that new state? Who controlled the borders of that new state? Did that new state have the ability to have its own military to defend itself? No. That is like us telling uh, uh, Mexico, you can exist, Mexico, but you can't control your borders, Mexico. You can't have a military, Mexico. You can't grow unless we tell you can grow. And the minerals that's under the ground in Mexico aren't yours. There was never a viable option. Uh, Neta, uh, 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 the PLO director, um, Yasser Arafat, before he rejected it, he sent a long email, a long piece of mail to uh, Clinton. Please clarify this. What does it mean? Because nothing was made clear. And if you take a look at how Bibi Netanyahu operates, you know that in, in, in not making something clear, it allows them to do many things from uh, committing atrocities to many other things. Bibi Netanyahu is an evil soul. Now, check this out from, from uh, Common Dreams. Netanyahu, a Netanyahu 
uh, says he is only one who will, he is the only one who will prevent a Palestinian state. So there you go. We have Biden going around the world saying the only solution to this problem right now is a two-state solution. And, and Netanyahu, who is, who is sucking an America's tits by sucking our $14 billion to keep this evil war up, by getting $3.8 billion every year out of our budget, he spits in Biden's face. So the article says, look, Joe Biden, Netanyahu is spitting in your face, said one critic. Are you going to keep hugging him in public or are you going to finally end the blank check and hold him accountable for his words and actions? Check out what the article says. With his approval ratings in the tank, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has reportedly been lobbying members of his Likud party in a bid to keep their support, claiming he is the only one who will prevent a Palestinian state in Gaza and the West Bank. Netanyahu remarks first reported by an Israeli public broadcaster can fly in the face of the Biden administration's continued push for a two-state solution as the only way to guarantee the long-term security of both the Israel and Palestinian people. To make sure Israelis and Palestinians alike live in equal measure of freedom and dignity, we will not give up on working towards that goal, U.S. President Joe Biden said, who has offered unconditional political and military support to Israel during its latest assault on Gaza, wrote in a social media post late Monday. Analysts have long argued that one democratic state, not two states, is the only viable alternative to the apartheid status quo given factors such as ever-expanding Israeli settlements in the West Bank. Throughout his career, Netanyahu has vociferously opposed a peaceful resolution and worked to divide Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank by propping up Hamas. Again, listen to what this said. Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of Palestinian state has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. Netanyahu told his colleagues in 2019, I repeat, anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering, again, bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas, Netanyahu told his colleagues in 2010. Okay, in 2010. Okay, let me take it off the screen because it, it's sort of a... Um, uh, blinking too much. There we go. There we go. Off the screen, off the screen, off the screen. Okay. Let me continue reading. Uh, let me continue reading. In the latest comments to Likud, latest comments to Likud, bench, backbenchers Netanyahu reportedly said he is the only one who can withstand U.S. pressure. Again, I repeat, Netanyahu, who Biden hugged, said he is the only one who can withstand U.S. pressure, and that he knows how to manage American public opinion, even as American public support for Israel assault on Gaza falls. The Times of Israel reported Monday that Netanyahu boasted about having gone against U.S. wishes by launching a ground invasion of Gaza and raiding the Palestinian territory's largest hospital on the pretense that Hamas was hiding a command center on the facility's grounds, a claim that has not been substantiated. Okay, Netanyahu facing mountain 
The domestic pressure to resign has also indicated that Israel plans to occupy the Gaza Strip for an indefinite period after the current war defying Biden's warning against a prolonged occupation. Look, Joe Biden, Netanyahu is spitting in your face. Jonah Lieberman, co-founder of the Jewish American Advocacy Group, if not now, wrote on social media Monday. He doesn't take you seriously. Are you going to keep hugging him in public or are you going to finally end the blank check and hold him accountable for his words? Come on, man. Uh, News of the Israeli prime minister's meetings with Likud lawmakers came as the attack on Gaza is under a tenuous pause to allow for the release of hostages. Netanyahu has opposed a lasting ceasefire and pledged to continue waging war on the Strip once the pause is over. The Financial Times reported Tuesday that Biden and other top U.S. officials have implored Israel not to trigger mass internal displacement in its planned offensive in southern Gaza, where many people have fled to escape Israeli bombing in the north. Israel's assault has displaced around 70% of Gaza's population so far. Israeli officials have not provided any public indication that their bombing campaign will be less destructive following the end of the pause. The enemy will meet first the bombs of the Air Force, and after that, the shells of the tanks and the artillery and the scoops of the D-9 bulldozers, and finally, gunfire of the infantry troops, Israeli Defense Ministers Yoav Gallant said Monday. We will fight in the entire strip. These guys are criminals. These guys are war criminals. They are evil. Netanyahu and the right-wing bunch of Israelis are criminal murderers. It's right there for all to see. And they're defying our president and they're using our tax dollars to commit murder in Gaza. To commit murder in Gaza in the name of the United States of America. Okay, so it is imperative that money to Israel stops. Uh, If they overthrow Netanyahu and and they start working on a a two-state solution, then we can resume assisting them and also ensuring that Israel rebuilds Palestine for all that it destroyed. When we talk about evil, instantiated evil, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. This is what utter evil looks like. You use the death of 1,200 innocent Israelis to commit genocide, to destroy a people, and to blow some place up to smithereens. That is is the instant instantiation, well, not instantiation, that is outright evil. And we are signing our name to the evil of Netanyahu's doings. There is the article. Read it, article in uh, Common Dreams, folks. I am, I'm sorry I'm riled up about this, but we are talking about people's lives, and we are talking about this animal, Netanyahu. This animal. Just talking the way he talks. 
Michael Rodney just for The Guardian. Democrats supporting Israel oppose Bernie Sanders' plan for conditional aid. Senators, uh, senators urge for U.S. to make Israel reconsider military strategy is met with fierce backlash, underscoring rift on leftover war in Gaza. Bridge MCP says, Jason J. Eaton, the man accused of shooting three men of Palestinian descent in Vermont, has shared conspiracy on social media. Uh, and uh, founded an organization based on the writings of right-wing anti-government spending author, social media, and public uh, reports uh, public reports appear to show. Authorities charge Eaton 48 with three counts of second-degree attempted murder following his arrest on Sunday. I hear that. Read it, guys. Bernie Sanders has a press release. I hope you read uh, read it out in full. Hamas is a corrupt terrorist organization which began this war by slaughtering 1,200 innocent Israeli men, women, and children and taking over 200 hostages. Hamas has made clear before and after October 7 that its goal is to destroy Israel. Under those circumstances, Israel absolutely has the right to defend itself. While Israel has the right to go after Hamas, Netanyahu's right-wing extremist government does not have the right to wage almost total warfare against the Palestinian people. That is morally unacceptable and in violation of international law. Displacing 1.6 million people from their homes, cutting off food, water, medical supplies and fuel and killing some 12,000 Palestinians, now it's up to 15,000, nearly half of whom are children, is in violation of every code of human decency. It must stop. The U.S. Uh, provides $3.8 billion a year in aid to Israel, and the Biden administration wants $14.3 billion more. The Netanyahu government, or hopefully a new Israeli government, must understand that no, not one penny will be, be, uh, will be coming to Israel from the U.S. unless there's fundamental change in their military and political position. Among other conditions that must be imposed upon any aid to Israel are an end to the indiscriminate bombing in which uh, has taken thousands of civilians' lives and a significant pause in military operations so that massive humanitarian assistance can come into the region. The right of displaced Gazans to return to their homes, no long-term Israeli occupation. It should be no occupation uh, or blockade of Gaza an end to settler violence in the West Bank, and a freeze on settlement expansion. We don't need to freeze uh, 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 settlements. We need to kick those son of a guns out of, uh, of the West Bank and out Well, they're already out of Gaza. Okay? Uh, that's what we need to do. That is, that's what we need to do. Okay? All right. Let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. Let's back up here and check. See what other intelligent thing I need to read here from my peeps. Any U.S. president can never go against Israel. Well, I think it's time to start. It is absolutely time. There got to be a start sometime. And you know how that start comes? When the American people start to react. All right, let's see. I, uh, Mike C. Sachs says, I find it odd that folks here who don't know history uh, doesn't know that so-called Palestinians have refused a two-state solution. Again, I've explained that. It's you who don't know history. You just know that they were offered a two-state solution. Read the fine print. It was, all, it was all biased towards Israel, including for mineral rights and all of that that were undetermined. You need to also listen to uh, uh, Charlotte Dennett, who, gave, uh, who talked about why Israel is trying to take over all those different lands. Okay, it's time. It is time to start past time. Absolutely so. Okay, let me go to my second video. This one here has to do with 
Alex Wagner. Alex Wagner, you know, right now, uh, beforehand, I see. Egberto, I, I, I'd agree with you. We need to talk about that recently stolen land in the West Bank. Right now, my focus is on the ceasefire and the release of hostages. I don't know how to establish long-term peace, but the short-term peace is possible. I do know how to establish long-term peace, and you do too. But we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to start working with progressive Jewish people who really want peace, not with the with with Zionists who are definitely, uh, you know. I mean, look, these are people. These people that moved into Israel are not even of the land. Okay, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, the, the creation of Israel is one thing. The displacement of the people that were already in Israel is another thing. Why can't we be just honest about it? Honest about it. I speak to my Jewish friends about it. Be honest. The Palestinians have always gotten the short end of the stick. Read the history. Read the history. That's all you got to do. Ask yourself how this country came into being. And after coming into being, as a, you know, I mean, the people, a, 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 a lot of these European uh, folks came to Israel. Okay. And, and look, that's fine. But let's be clear you can't go ahead and overrun the people that already owned land there because you can. Let's be honest and also remember what Biden said. If Israel didn't exist, we would have had to create it. What the hell does that mean? The residents in southern Israel were progressive. Two-state solution didn't stop them. Uh, they, well, you know, you know who didn't know they were progressives? The Hamas didn't know that. But guess what? L let me bust your bubble for a second. Let me bust your bubble for a second. Many of the hostages wrote notes back to Hamas. It's amazing. Thank you for having treated us like human beings. And they were able to hear uh, some of the stories of Palestinians. All right. Egberto, I read that 6,000-year history of the area. You keep lying about it. What 6,000 years about the history? Remember how uh, what happened? Moses brought, brought, uh, brought the Israelis out of bondage in Egypt, according to the story. And when they crossed into Canaan, uh, uh, what happened again? Uh, God uh, told Moses because of some sins that Moses committed in the 40-year traverse. He said, you will not enter to the promised land. And, and Aaron took them into the promised land and God gave them that land. Okay. Now, what about our indigenous people? Suppose our indigenous people said, our supreme being gave us this land called America, and the Europeans came to America and took our land. Now we want it back. So now the indigenous people come out and they go to New York and they go to Tulsa and they go to and they go to uh, uh, Miami and they go to and they go to all these other places. So we are reclaiming this land that belongs to us. Okay, be careful what you're saying. Uh, be careful what you're saying, uh, Eric, uh, I mean, Mike Cisak, because you live in America and we have our own sins of occupation. Okay, so be careful to hell what you are going to say, my brother. Because we ourselves 
live on occupied territory. It's just that the indigenous people aren't raising hell about taking it back. Okay? So be careful. Be very careful. Uh, Bridge says, Bible is a moral story. The Old Testament written by Jews who, who claim they are the chosen. If I wrote, I would choose me to. <laughs> All right. Lee Grant, here's some history. Muhammad slaughter Jews in the 7th century. This thing goes back a lot. What's your point? Right now, Netanyahu is slaughtering uh, Palestinians. What's your point? Please tell me what's your point. You know, what's your point? Uh, it's gonna, I'm going to put it up for a short while, uh, but it's going to blink. So I'm going to take it off rather quickly. Uh, but you're going to see for a short while. Maybe you blink for a while. The, ar the article that Rodney Nasri put up says, so you're telling me you believe Hebrews are entitled to the land of Israel because their ancestors once lived there? And, and, it, and the meme has a picture of an indigenous woman. And that's why I said several months, several days ago, America does not have the moral authority to tell Israel about their occupation. But the American people, the government that is, but the American people can be honest in the way we talk about it, right? We can be honest. It's a difficult situation. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and play the Alex Wagner video and this one here pushes back when this guy talks about Hamas winning the narrative and well I, let's listen to this then we'll take it on the other side narrative is everything and I love what Alex Wagner did here to Christopher O'Leary who is a former director of the US hostage recovery because as you know our media has been very one-sided, and in being one-sided, it has assisted in creating a world where international affairs are not seen or seen by the American public in a fair manner. And as such, we have some people who get the benefit of the doubt, others who do not. We get the false impression that some groups are more uh, or, or more violent than others. We get the idea that somehow a particular group is benevolent fighting to solve a problem with those evil guys. And I think that has been one of the major issues in the Palestinian-Israeli debate. The reality is Obama said it best when he said there's blood on everybody's hands. But if you listen to our media in the aggregate, it is always pro what Netanyahu is doing, pro-Israel, uh, to the extent that it changes what people, uh, it changes people's humanity. It allows them to not see what their eyes are telling them is happening. And that is what's happening in Gaza right now. And the great thing about it is we have some journalists, some reporters, some hosts that won't fall for the, the little, that will, will not fall for those insinuations. I want you to listen to how Alex Wagner dealt with it because this guy just says something in passing, you know, right now, 
uh, Hamas is winning the, the, the narrative and Israel is doing something to turn it around. And he just said in passing, and it's like Hamas is, is um, Hamas is evil, but winning the narrative and Israel need to turn around. And the reality is just look at the destruction. That is what's winning the narrative for, uh, for the Palestinians. It is, it has nothing to do with Hamas. It has everything to do with what Israel is doing in Gaza. Check out how she does it subtly. I thought it was great. I hope a lot of people saw it. But for those who don't, here it is. Can I ask a, a basic question? But, you know, given the sort of asymmetrical numbers from previous hostage releases where one hostage has been, one Israeli hostage has been exchanged for, I think, up to 1,500 other hostages. Is it is it really a bad sign that it's 50 to 150? I mean, g- given history here, it could have been. I mean, may, t- tell me why you think this is uh, a lot of demands relative to other negotiations. It's not. Um, that's not an unreasonable number. Uh, Hamas has different priorities now than they did back then. Their priorities now are to buy time. Yeah. Um, they are looking to survive to fight another day. They're looking as they're buying time for the international support and domestic support in Israel um, for the military offensive to erode. It already has. We've seen that. Um, We're also looking uh, at increasing friction between the hostage families and the military goals. And so, you know, these these two primary objectives to defeat Hamas and recover the hostages couldn't be more in in competition with each other. Um, Hamas is looking to buy time to change the narrative as they can from who's the monster to who's the victim and invert that. And they've had some success to this point. Well, yes. And some people would argue that Israel's, you know, uh, assault uh, in Gaza that I think has taken 14,000 lives has assisted most directly in that. But So therefore, therefore, you heard what she said at the end? No, Hamas isn't changing the narrative. 14,000 dead people from Israeli bombing and, 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 and pretty much violent acts. That'll do a good work, good job in changing the narrative. See, what we have a lot of our news media doing is justifying the killing of innocent people by saying, oh, that Hamas is using them as natural shields. And that's why uh, Israel is obligated to kill innocent people because Hamas is hiding behind them. Like I used in an earlier show uh, a couple of days ago, if somebody comes into your house and attack and you're going uh, and you're going to defend yourself and then that person runs to a mall and they hide behind a hundred people, are you going to gun down that hundred people to get that one person? I don't think not. And not only that, I think the law would have something else to say about that. Folks, open your eyes. What your eyes are telling you is occurring in Gaza is actually occurring in Gaza. What your eyes are telling you in Gaza. And here's another meme for the screen or blinking screen from Bridge MCP. This is not a Christian nation. It's a nation in which you are free to be a Christian. I could not have said that any better. And that is correct. 
That is absolutely correct. Michael Radin says, you don't go killing innocents with dropping bombs because a terrorist is hiding among them. If you're intent on killing that one terrorist, make sure there is no collateral damage. Exactly. And the reason I feel so deeply about this as well, not only natural empathy, but I mean, that's what George Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush did in Panama. He wanted to catch one guy. Manuel Antonio Noriega, the dictator of Panama, he wanted him because the dictator of Panama didn't do what he wanted. And what he did, he killed over thousands of Panamanians, bombed them, destroyed their homes, fire bombs, big bombs. I mean, in, in Chorillo, David, Colón, killed a bunch of Panamanians to bring back Noriega alive to serve time in a Miami jail because Americans just love their drugs. And Noriega was a capitalist. He facilitated the financing of getting drugs to the United States. That was a pretense. That was a pretext, one of the pretexts. But the reality is, of course, they wanted him to invade with the Panamanian Defense Forces to help them invade. I think it was Nicaragua. Okay, that's the kind of I mean, that is that is a kind of value our government put on the the lives of others. Okay, on the lives of others. Uh, Carl Cox says Palestinian land have been stolen for Jewish settlements and the killing of Palestinians whose land is been stolen causes anger. Palestinians being pushed into a corner or getting angry. Robert P. Davenport says, where did the Palestinian women and children the Israeli government is trading for hostages coming from? Why no coverage of the Palestinian women and children held by Israel? Thank you. Thank you, Robert Davenport. I wanted to say that and I forgot about it. But, you know, we talk about Hamas holding hostages. Israel has been holding hostages for a long time. They just pick the kids up that are throwing stones and throw them in jail. Lock them up. No, no jury, no judge, no nothing. Just throw them in jail. Isn't that a hostage? That's a hostage. So they were exchanging hostages, right? And look, I'm not trying to defend Hamas killing of, of Israelis at all, but let's be real now. Let's, let's realize that a life, all lives have value, same value. And what we're doing here, you know, uh, is allowing, is somehow giving the impression that an Israeli life is more valuable than a Palestinian life. We cannot have that. A life is a life is a life. I love my Jewish brothers and sisters, and I love my Palestinian brothers and sisters. Well, I love all my brothers and sisters, right? So, folks, don't fall for the tropes, other. All right, last one. We're going to change from Israel now to the economy. And here's the deal. Well, let me just play this for you, and then because I'm going to be running out of time, so I'll just play this one for you now. Let's be clear here. Most Americans are feeling a certain amount of angst because of our economy. It has nothing to do, however, with the state, the current state of inflation, etc. We have a lot of systemic problems in our economic system. We have a lot of inequities in our economic system that needs to be resolved. But all and all, when we take a look at how the economy is doing, as we discussed with Dr. Uh, Wolf several weeks ago, is 
in the aggregate, the economy is doing very well for many. Now, we need a complete economic overall for it to be an all-inclusive economy. But for what we have been used to for the last 35, 40 years, this economy is actually is actually pretty damn strong. Now, again, there's a lot of things that we have to look into. Healthcare that is done completely incorrectly and inhumanely. Uh, the, the working, all of those things need to change. But when we compare administration to administration, economy to economy, let's get real, folks. Uh, inflation and the other issues that Republicans would like to attack Biden on aren't the issues within the economy that should be spoken about. We need an economic revamp, but based on our current economic model, Biden is doing pretty good. Check, take a listen, listen to what Chris Hayes has to say about why are you going crazy about the economy when the numbers are getting better? Check it out. It's become a cliche or a ritual of this inflationary post-COVID period to talk about how much more holiday staples cost each year. It's all but a tradition at this point over on Fox News. Thanksgiving dinner prices in 2023 hovering close to last year's record high. Look at inflation. Even though it is way down from the highs of a year ago, inflation is still running at a clip of about three and a quarter percent. Our place in the world right now is trying to figure out if we can afford Thanksgiving dinner. That's our place in the world. Whether or not we can actually go somewhere to see the family because still because of gas prices. Americans are still feeling inflation pains ahead of Thanksgiving next week. We went to go buy a turkey today. It was $90 for a turkey. $90 $90 for turkey, by the way, Coda on that. It turned out to be like a super, super like fancy free range turkey, which is sort of funny. One of the biggest issues surrounding any inflation discussion is that anything other than deflation feels for a lot of people like the situation is just keeps getting worse. Let me explain, right? The rate of inflation is slowing. You can see it dropping on the right side of your screen ever since its peak at 9% in June of 2022. But the rate is just how quickly things are getting more expensive, right? They're getting more expensive more slowly. The problem is people want the actual prices to come down. The price level is what we feel in our daily lives, not the rate of change. But here's the thing. Right now, we are seeing the actual price level, not just the rate, starting to change materially in some key areas. Here's an example. Key prices going down, not just going up more slowly. Price for a gallon of regular gas is down 15% from its peak deck in September, almost down to what it was at the beginning of the year, well below the 2022 high of more than $5 a gallon, which is to say, not just the inflation has declined, it is deflated. Gas is cheaper now than it was last year. Cheaper now than last year. Holiday air travel prices also down. According to the travel deal site Hopper, Thanksgiving airfare is down 14% from last year and even 7% less than pre-pandemic in 2019. Christmas airfare, likewise, down 12% from last year. Again, these are drops in prices, right? And as one of the mascots for the holiday season, the price of turkey, Jason Chaffetz managed to spend $90 for, is also down. On the first page of the Wells of Fargo Thanksgiving report, it says, quote, retail turkey prices averaged $1.47 per pound, down 9% or 15 cents per pound from October of last year. Again, that's not the rate of increased slowing. That's actually it being cheaper this year than last year. The problem 
is that everyone seemingly has incentive to cover the rise in prices. And so there's very little coverage to no coverage when costs actually go down. I think leaving people with the impression that things are just materially worse in every category year after year. So again, by U.S. standards of a flawed economy, the economy is doing well. If we want the kind of economy that really works in a humane, compassionate manner, we have to get rid of all the neoliberals. We have to get rid of all the Republicans and we have to install progressive people who understand what an economy should look like and not what uh, not create one that serves the few. But in the interim, uh, if it's Biden or Trump or Biden and any Republican who believes in austerity, I think the answer is clear. The answer, in fact, is clear. Brother Robert Davenport, thank you so kindly for your super chat. Uh, I mean, thank you, my brother. It says evil is as evil does by Hamas or Israel. Do I do not support evil from anyone. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I wrote another piece where I said I cannot see the difference between Hamas and Netanyahu. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that to be inflammatory at all. I'm saying I do not see any difference between the leader of Hamas and, and, and Netanyahu, the leader. I don't see, I mean, and in fact, I think Netanyahu is worse in that Netanyahu is using our weaponry, which has the potential of murdering scores, thousands. That is worse. I know that's not, some people are not going to like to hear that, but Netanyahu is no more benevolent. I mean, no worse. I mean, no, no better than Hamas. In fact, he showed that he would work with Hamas. So anybody asks you, remember, Netanyahu and Hamas are both murderers. I repeat, Netanyahu and Hamas are both murderers. Don't you dare forget that. And the thing about it is Netanyahu has killed many more than Hamas has. This has nothing to do with my Jewish brothers and sisters. Don't In fact, they shouldn't associate themselves with Netanyahu and the portions of the IDF that's are, that are affecting these killings, these murders. They shouldn't. Because you know what? Karma is coming. I hate to say it, but you can't inflict that mass murder on people and think folks are just going to take it like the Panamanians did. I'm sorry. My people in Panama just went ahead and said, okay, well, but, you know, uh, Bush came in and killed uh, uh, several thousand poor people and bulldozed them and put them in a big hole. Okay, well, you know, uh, poor people forgotten easily, you know. So, I mean, that's, that's what it goes. Uh, Eric, I suggest you do some reading. The River to the Sea is actually in the Likud uh, platform. The Israeli Likud platform w was talking about genocidically removing all Palestinians out of the land. And that's where that River to the Sea originated. I showed you guys that already. But if you decide that you want to live by the narrative of, of the of fallacies, then what can I say? But that river to the sea comes out of the Likud platform. 
Don't ever forget it. It comes out of the Likud platform. All right, Egberta doesn't even know that Hamas has been shooting their own people to keep them in the areas that Israel warned them about. Okay, and 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 Netanyahu got twelve hundred of his people killed. He used his people as 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 shields, shields to protect from a, the two state solution. Uh, Lee Grant says Musk has banned saying from the river to the sea. Uh, who cares what Musk has to say anyway? You know. Whatever the case is, that is a Likud. That statement originated with Likud. Look it up. Thanks for the show. Good one. Remember, can't give medicine to the dead. Ha! Love that, Bridge MCP. Anyway, I got to get out of here. Folks, please remember to support the program. How today's Given Tuesday. Why? Uh, today's Given Tuesday. I only got one super chat on Given Tuesday. Come on, folks. What happened? I am lost. One super chat on Given Tuesday. Well, look, you know what? You guys can still support the program by simply going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Remember, it, it, it takes a lot of work to do what I'm doing. It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do what I'm doing. So please consider supporting the program. You can actually support the program by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. And I'm about to put that on the screen right now. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. That gives you all the different options in which you can support the program. Repeating one more time, politicsunright.com slash support. I want to ask all of you a favor, please consider subscribing as a paid subscriber to our newsletter. If you do that, you can read all of my books free of charge online with the app, etc. by going to politicsunright.com slash newsletter, politicsunright.com slash newsletter. Support. Look, we complain about not getting our message out and people not voting. That's what we do. We get the message out. You should hear the kudos that we get on, on the program when people call in on our KPFT show. We're making a difference, folks. You are making a difference by supporting this program. I repeat, you are making a difference by supporting this program. So please go to politicsandright.com slash support, find a way to support, or go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter, become a paid uh, subscriber to our newsletter. And let's give a big, big, big thank you to our uh, to our brother in crime, Robert Davenport, for being. Uh, I mean, he gives us super chats quite often. I appreciate that, just like uh, Bridge MCP and and brother Lee Grant uh, and 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 uh, Lopez. I mean, a lot of you give us those super chats, and I want to thank you all for it. Those people who have the wherewithal to help support the program, you guys are all, well. All of you are heroes. I mean, not everybody can. All of you are heroes. And what we try to do is bring it to everybody because that is how we do it. We work together. Anyway, got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.